Hi, I'm Erin. Hi, I'm Julia, and we are the Gesso Girls. Here to help navigate the world of art with the mission to inspire you to fearlessly share your work with the world. Hey everyone, so today we're going to be talking about a topic that we touch on a lot on this show, but we're going to be diving a little bit deeper, and that is the topic of the fear around finances in relation to art. I think so many of us have baggage associated with the whole starving artist mentality, and I think it's just a lot of it is not true or it's projected onto us, so we want to debunk it a little bit and hopefully make you feel less alone. So I'm going to start out with a story about my college graduation, so here we go. I had already graduated. I graduated in December. I graduated a semester early from college. So I'd been out in the real world, you know, painting, selling my work or trying to. Um, It's hard when you're starting out, no matter what career path, it's always hard when you start out. But anyway, then I had my graduation ceremony in the spring. And so I'm like, okay, let's be nice, you know, just be like a little bit of a a rah-rah, like encouraging, you know, graduation speech. Big send-off. The big send-off. Yeah, I'm like, it would be nice. So, you know, I go, and it's nice to see friends that I haven't seen in a while from my uh, from college. And then <laughs> the the speech starts, and it's this female artist who is successful. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea in terms of finances, like, how successful she was. she a was. teacher as well at your school? No, she was not. Just a guest. Um, just a guest. Speaker. She was a guest speaker, yeah, and from Chicago. Um and like I said, it has had some success in, or notoriety in the art community. And, you know, it's funny. I don't remember, like, any other part of her speech except for she – and I also think I blacked out, too, like, the stats because she just starts listing the stats of the fail rate of artists and how few of us will stick with it and how the average female artist will make, you know – less than like five grand a year with at their art and it was so discouraging and the thing is is like maybe those stats are true but I also was I I just started to get mad because I'm like where did she get those stats you know why is she saying this at a graduation ceremony I mean we all know like we signed on to be artists we knew that there was the the possibility of us being you know the starving artists we don't need it reinforced at our own graduation ceremony i used to joke in art school that what starving artist really was was not because we couldn't make money but because we didn't have time to eat because we were always painting if i don't know if all of you remember but i started off in art school and then i transferred to a big 10 i spent more all-nighters in art school than i did yeah. in a big 10 because oh, you yeah. just don't know how to at least your first year of art school you just don't know how to predict your time management with how long will it take you to make a painting do you have creative ideas that night because you got loaded with projects, or at least I did. It was, it was a lot of work. Yeah. And we go to like high school and we'd cram papers, but we didn't right. cram painting. Paintings. So yeah, it's 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 a whole different thing. And I, I agree. I think the starving artist thing is such a there there is truth right. in it in that like a lot it is hard to make it as an artist. But that's where the truth is. It's hard. There's it's hard. so much dedication and uh, we, from our interview with Kat, Kat even mentioned how the times have changed with marketing. And when she originally started out in the industry selling art, there wasn't, Facebook had just come out and Instagram wasn't a thing. So it's really cool. And I'm wondering if your speaker. She was an older woman. And I think that there was this outdated idea stats. Of, <laughs> of stats and also of just of the the ways you can be successful as an artist. I was thinking, Mm -hmm. I think she was thinking of it of like a traditional gallery artist and thinking of it as this one track thing. And 
it just upset me because I was like, here I am at this creative school and we can't think of creative ways to make money. And it just really, my, my parents were livid, but they were mad because they knew that I was in this sensitive spot of like, you know, she's worried that she can't do this. And now she's literally being told at her own gra like graduation ceremony that she's like, oh, also on top of that, she, she didn't just say, she was like, oh, um, female artists will always make less than male artists. Really? Yeah. Or that she's like, oh, always. I mean, new she, well, she's like design, but that's just. She, she said it like so matter of fact about like how statistically you female artists will, will do not make as much as men. So I was like, God, like this from, is like, just. When Picasso and like I don't know. men ruled the world of art. I mean, I to wish be honest, I knew think about way back then. Like in art, like I studied art history. There was only a few female artists that were well known. So, I mean, the stats maybe make sense there because female they do artists. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I mean, there are so We're such taking over the representation of female artists in art history is very much lacking. And if there is, it's all they're very confined to certain subject matter, certain you know, Actually, Georgia. I'm gonna throw myself under the bus right now, but like, like flowers, <laughs> like still lives, like well, children, was... domestic scenes. Was it Georgia Mary... O'Keefe? Georgia O'Keefe, yeah. Who she did those the flowers, but represented the female body throughout. The female body. She was a little like edgy because she was doing oh, that. that was scandalous. But yeah, she was more modern. There was Mary Cassatt, who mm -hmm. was one of the famous female um, impressionists, but once again, she was very her subject matter was very much confined to like domestic yeah. scenes and yeah no Picasso's. yeah no 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 nudity or anything Ooh. or anything yeah god no <laughs> scandals um so Sensor. no there's there's a hundred percent like a history of female artists making less money having less representation but what i think that this this woman who did our commencement speech missed was that things were changing and instead of yeah. looking at it and being like we're in this whole new world right now where honestly i i mean maybe i'm gonna get this wrong but the majority of artists i know that i follow like right. on instagram they're all women I, I, I mean maybe that's just because a lot of them paint flowers or things that i genuinely i like but i would say like i, I see more female artists putting their work out there on the internet than i do men but. i agree i mean i follow a lot of abstract painters i actually find i don't even know i think i only follow a few male artists and they're illustrators yeah and i have to say almost overwhelmingly too the people who buy my art are mostly women too mm -hmm. um mainly once again subject matter is you know significant here because i do paint bright co pink colors not that men don't like no yeah, bright yeah. pinks or colors or whatever but yeah. i think it generally you know for sticking to stereotype like it's yeah. kind of appeals to women more but what i'm trying to say is is that i i think there's so much fear and anxiety wrapped up in money in the art world that's projected onto young artists before you even had a chance to try yeah. to make it work. It's a stereotype it, that's kind of been built in. I think that speaker maybe won't be speaking at their, speaking there again. Um, <laughs> I hope to God not. <laughs> like, I hope so, to God. Ooh, but I think yeah. The world we live in things are changing there's movements happening and i think we're pushing boundaries and making the new norm something a little bit different and supporting the artist i think people are realizing more and more how 
important, especially during COVID, how mm-hmm. important art in your home is and just art in general is or creativity, if anything. I think if you look <laughs> at history too, if we're getting, mm-hmm. you know, looking, talking about art history today, I guess, but some of the best art comes out of times of conflict yeah. or difficult scenarios. People, more people start creating and there's shifts in artistic movements during times like these. Oh, yeah. And I think that just because the world is uncertain doesn't mean it's still not a time to launch yourself into doing art full time if you want to, if that's what you feel like you want to do. Just because you're being told it's like a scary and uncertain time, it doesn't mean that it's actually, that's what it is for you. And once Mm -hmm. again, I think there's so much projected onto artists and entrepreneurs in general, because I would say, I honestly, I put artists and entrepreneurs in like almost the same category. You're your own boss. You're your own boss. Like, there's so much that I have to do that's not just painting. I would say about half of what I do is painting. The other half is um, business-oriented stuff, marketing and all that. But what I mean is is that also some really great companies come out of conflict, too. And really great new ideas like and inspiration. Peloton. <laughs> Peloton. I mean, yeah, they're they're booming because, like, everyone wants their at-home stuff. And obviously not to compare artists to, like, massive corporations like that, but there is success to be found in times like these. And on top of that, I, I feel like we kind of have to get over the, the finance fear because in any new endeavor, you're gonna you're gonna take a pay cut at first or it's gonna be tough oh, and yeah. the money's not gonna come easy, but you just have to kind of put your head down and keep working. I'm not saying like, you know, hold yourself up in your studio and don't look at reality. But I, mean, I think you need that, food on your table. But like, you need food on your table. And, yeah, feel like you failed if you're picking up a part-time job somewhere just to be able to make ends meet. Just to be able to like, make it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna take time. It's gonna take dedication. And having multiple streams of income is really, honestly, where it's at in terms of making you feel stable as mm-hmm. an artist because there is unpredictability and that it that can be really hard to live with. It's hard it's for me to live with mental aspect sometimes. of it. Sometimes it's honestly, just like knowing. I mean, some people are great like with budgeting and knowing like you, okay, this month could be a good month. Next month could be a bad month. Some and not letting are, it fluster them. Yeah. Be yeah. Like, okay. Well, I don't overspend. Like I'd like, I'd just stay yeah. conservative when I need something. I need something. Um, I think of, I just, because we all hear about it all the time. Celebrities think about the celebrities that like were busting tables and they're just about to quit on their dreams. And then they got this like kick ass role and then they made it. They yeah. hustled. That's the thing, though. It takes it takes a long time to become an overnight success. Oh, <laughs> That's, yes. It, it takes it can take years to, it to have that. Again, tell me your ways. <laughs> Maybe there is one thing that kind of pushes you, but it, it generally is a lot of little. It's a lot of little things that well, add up. So many and so, actresses that you don't even know as are actors that were children, like extras, or yeah. Like, when they're four, yes. they're in something, and then you'd never see them again until they were 40. And you're like, whoa, they actually been in the industry since yeah. they were a child. It can take a long time. And this mm-hmm. is, we're, we're not in a sprint, we're in a marathon here. And it's not, it's not gonna... You don't want to sprint, people. And you don't want to because you're gonna burn out. You're yeah. gonna inevitably burn out. And you're not gonna want to do it. You're gonna resent doing that craft. When I say craft, exactly. I don't mean like so art it's becomes exhausting. <laughs> Skill. And I think that there's, you have to kind of think of this in the long game and preserve your energy too, because you can start to get really 
overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I actually was having a moment just yesterday where I, I felt like I've been really confident since making the decision to do art full time. And I do not regret the decision at all, but I was having my first real moment. day where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Like, yeah, it's a lot of work. I don't know. I'm like, what, what's it going to look like 10 years from now? And I, and I just kept on coming back to him. Like, it's literally just one next step. I can't, yeah. I cannot get myself spiraling into am I going to be able to sustain this 10 years from now because yeah. who knows what's going to happen and that's, 10 years from now I I am kind of the person that got burnt out in the corporate design world of graphic design and that's kind of where it pushed me into fine art back into what I originally had such a passion for and to me my rationale was what I prior what I am more passionate what is more meaningful to me in life my priorities have changed over time yeah. Um, whereas a lifestyle change is more important to me. And I'm not saying financial lifestyle change. I mean, mental <laughs> lifestyle yeah. change that yeah. that was more important to me than the dollars. And that's why I am grateful for having that push this summer to make that bound and leap into this more fine art space. Uh, I don't know if I would have had the guts to do it otherwise, but I think over time I've realized, you know, it's something I want more. And it's like one of those things you don't want to look at the immediate of like, I'm not making a ton right now, but it's also hard so, to look 10 years from now because yeah. you know what? You may change your mind and that's okay. Like don't get too caught up on like 10 years from now, will I be able to keep doing this? Be like 10 years from now, you may have switched and now you're selling handmade scarves. Like you just don't yeah. know. There's this sweet spot of like, you can't get too caught up in what's right. happening right now, right. but you also can't look too far it's kind of like a total like mind game it's like you have to be in the present moment focusing on like the next step but you also yes. can't be thinking about the result you have to be just thinking about the i don't know you, no, honestly I, know I, I don't i don't have it figured out either i'm still i think that's my biggest problem at the moment is like how do i well it's easy mentally... to go to each side to be like yes okay, 10 years yeah. now, you like be you like ping pong between the two yeah. you're like and i think that has been my biggest challenge how do i feel secure <laughs> in this oh you know? 100 and i yeah. can say i mean i have a call today with an ad agency because i even go back and forth on okay well maybe i'll be more comfortable if i do advertising part-time so I can still pursue my creative juices on the side and make it a real serious side hustle. Again, it's not going to be my full-time right now, but I think you guys got to figure out what works best for you and your comfort, but knowing that like it's what you put in and it's not like, oh, you didn't put all your heart into it. No, it's, we don't always have the time. So it's just having the expectations so that if you really want to make a full-time I'm going to say air quote salary, you're going to have to be able to give it the dedication that you would give a traditional full-time job uh, in exactly. order to make that. Like Julia was saying, like a lot of her work is not necessarily just at the canvas. It's invoices, it's contracts, it's pricing, taking photos. Documenting your, my work. Yeah. yeah. Posting on Instagram. Insta like Social media stuff is, that's where majority of my sales happen on Instagram now. Um, since especially since COVID and not having art festivals anymore and that's where I have to put a lot of time and it's a weird thing because every time I do I'm like oh my god I just spent like two hours on Instagram and I start to feel like really self-conscious about it but I'm like I was doing stuff I wasn't mm -hmm. just scrolling, scrolling through looking at people's pictures I was, no I was trying to comment on other artists stuff and trying yeah. to but anyway you have to also put in the time in the platform that you're selling your work 
whether that be your, you know, putting time into making your website awesome and easy to navigate. Uh, it's a lot of work. And that was what I was trying to cram into from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. every day of the week. Oh, yeah. And, and it was exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Even before, even all those steps of like the logistics and stuff is LLC, actually making it an official business and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, I was lucky. I think I mentioned this maybe in like the first episode how I love to bake. Did and you have a name for it? I, it was just Julia's Homemade Sweets. It was very like... <laughs> I love it. I love it. So anyway, we, we might start that up again. We'll see. Maybe that'll be my other source of my other stream of income. Yeah, I'll but... uh, design your packaging. <laughs> there you go. I love it. But I had a baking business when I was 13, I think, when I started it. So my mom like did it for me. Right. So like I have an LLC that I've just kind of like kept and now I now I do I think I do it Business I did under, a yeah. yeah I did like a DBA yeah. at you know Julia Hagen Art now but anyway so but we'll talk I, all about that in the future because yeah, Aaron so Aaron probably knows more about the LLC even though I've probably had an LLC probably longer, longer. <laughs> I just so. have learned as I've gone out on my own a couple times it's all tricky it's all tricky and there's so there well yeah we should definitely have an episode where we go into like how do I actually do all that documentation how do i um what qualifies as a business expense you know things like that like i had a question the other day i think i put on instagram because i bought all these flowers at the farmer's market and i used them that's a good question i use them to like i as reference to paint i'm like can i use this as call this a business expense i think you can i think i can it's what you need in order to do your job i can use a photo yeah on my ipad but then it was is my ipad you know a business thing <laughs> yeah so it's just you know, <laughs> i'm nodding <laughs> I, we're nodding yep yep <laughs> um when you and i also people like when you write stuff off it's not like dollar to dollar and you get all that money back no it's just kind of helps you out along the way so don't think that if you're writing off like your art materials that you're making that back you're not um but as an independent artist you are or just an independent entrepreneur you're it, it takes a lot of money to get started and you know it does it's nice to get some of those task tax refunds um as write-offs throughout the process uh and you know and that also changes like every year on what's eligible what's not eligible how can you give the documentation etc um we'll have to do a little more research and dive into that and share that all with you for sure yeah we'll have a bit more yeah that's that's a good thing because i honestly probably need to do more research on this myself but it's something i avoid because it just scares me there's a lot here. Um, I don't know. I think that we have to understand that it's going to take a while before you're, you start making any kind of uh, consistent income. And I hate saying that, but it's true. Like it, it took me a while before I could somewhat rely on and be like, yeah, I know that I'm going to make at least one sale this month, you know, or like, or, and then it becomes, I know I'm going to at least make one sale this week. Another thing I'll say is that I think there's something kind of magical about art in that what you put into it is what you get out of it. And what I mean by this is for a while, I felt really lost um, in terms of subject matter of what mm-hmm. I was painting. Cause I don't know, like maybe people, maybe people like abstract art more yeah. than they like yeah. pink pictures of flowers. But it wasn't until I took a hard look at myself. I'm like, no, I'm a really happy person. I've always loved flowers. I've always loved these just, you know, really bright, happy things. And that's who I am. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I kind of noticed that about myself and then put that in my art that I started to actually make money Mm -hmm. at it. 100%. But at the end of the day, I think it's super important that you are making art from a place that is in line with who you are because 
that's where the magic happens and that's where like you start to develop a style and you start to develop something that you're known for and it makes sense with who you are and confused buyers don't buy so if you if it's confusing to you and you don't know what you're doing it's gonna it's even more confusing to them so i think that there's that's great advice i think that's spot on i I can relate just in a more of a graphic design way. I started selling greeting cards and, you know, there's so many greeting cards out there. I'm like, do I hand illustrate it? Do I do this way? Do I... Then I ended up doing more of a graphic design approach to it. You know, you just see so much on Pinterest and Instagram. So it's easy to be like, oh, why can't I do that? Or maybe I should do that because that, like you were saying, like, do people like this more than that? Um, I started kind of, I like things that are pretty, but kind of edgy or offensive, but like not overly yeah. offensive. So well, what's, okay, so tell us what's one of the titles on So them. one of them I have, it's like Life's a Dick. And it's yeah. <laughs> a beautiful, like, I mean, I think it's beautiful, like a beautiful pattern. It's like beige, a teal, and It's black. like funny because it's like, it's pretty. And yeah. then it's like, and then it says that on so it. So you look at it, you're like, yeah. what? Or it's like, thanks for swiping right. And another one, one of my favorites is, this gives you a good idea of like what edgy is to me, that it's really not that edgy is... Uh, one year closer to granny panties for a happy birthday. Yep. I just, that's it's, cute. It's like, I like funny. It. I want to say it's offensive, but it's not. I call it my modern family a, jokes. Yeah. They're, I don't know, they're dorky. Yeah. And last time when we were talking to, to Kat, you're really good at naming things. That oh, is yeah. something that we both struggle with. This is like your strong suit. I might you know? be really bad at grammar and spelling. Same. But I, that's, I'm bad at naming things and grammar. So I'm like, good at naming things and coming up with creative copy, but I need someone who's like can spell check. But yeah, I think if I could go back and tell myself like post graduation, I would say, "Don't worry about the money, honey. <laughs> I mean, like just, just sure, it's like gonna that. take it's gonna take a while, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think." I was, I got so anxious about, like, if if I could do it, I started to just doubt myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that, honestly, I was on track to be able to do it. And yeah. I got, I had a speed bump because I, I just started to doubt if I could. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would just be like, just stop stressing about the money. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you just have to, like I said before, continue to put your neck, one foot in front of the other yeah. and do the next right thing. Make sure that your art is in alignment with what you want to do and and be creative like mm-hmm. i'm i'm always thinking of new ideas or ways to be like oh like i could paint and put this on a coaster i could right. you know sell this like christmas ornament i could you have to always be innovative it's not just going to naturally happen um yeah. like cat was even saying she's painting a guitar yeah for a yeah it's like, like so cool i mean that's something that i would never have been like oh that's what i'm gonna do next but i think it means challenging yourself in creative ways Think about art school and like kind of the prompts right. that you were given that you probably wouldn't have chosen yourself, but right now you can. So figure and think about it that way. That too. And I think this is not gonna be like a popular thing to say, <laughs> maybe, but I think, okay, in most successful businesses, they're solving a problem, Correct. right? So think of... How do people either, want to in their home or wherever they How do people want... What's the problem that you might have to be like in your home do you feel like oh this is just such a drab wall you know and then be like what could i put on there that would be unique and different Mm -hmm. and like just really spice up the room in a new way if you think of creating something as problem solving too oh yeah it's it's going to i'm trying to think of like the best way to phrase people connect with it people become meaningful for them even though it wasn't necessarily 
handmade for them. Um, someone's, yeah. when I moved into my condo three years ago, I had needed a new piece of artwork over the bed. And I was like, what do I do? And I'm like, what do I want to see every morning and every night? And that's what I kind of put in my head. Cause I, this was kind of like the revolving wall of canvases. I kept kind of rethink, I hang something like, oh, that's just not it. That's not right. And so I take it down and I think about it again and ended up settling on, not settling. I ended up deciding that I did a piece of artwork and it was topography and it said, I got this. It was very clean and simple, obviously a more modern style of art. But for me, that's, and it was on a canvas. It wasn't a print. It was um, by hand. That to me was something for so meaningful to me, even though it was like so simple. And if I had seen a piece like that, I would have bought it. Because uh, yeah. that was what I wanted to see every morning and every night. Because yeah. it was after a massive life flip for me, having a massive surgery. And I needed that reminder and through art, especially. I didn't need yeah. that reminder from someone texting it to me at that point. I needed it for myself right. and I needed it through my art. Um, so I think that's where, and there were so many other people that were like, oh, where did you get that? And I, yeah, so I was like, yeah. it's also, I'm not mass producing that's it. That's a perfect <laughs> example. So I also recently did a, a painting that was for my kitchen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want something that's like bright and happy and gonna make me feel like I want to cook. So I did these like bright and happy oranges, like yes, sliced oranges that. on this kind of like chevron like pattern yes, behind I love it. it. And it's very different color palette wise. It's like similar, but just like it feels different. And it and it actually a lot of people loved it. I've sold mm-hmm. a lot of probably sold the most prints Prince. of that piece. And also um, it recently sold actually, and it was great because it was somebody I know who was a very yeah. like happy person. And I was like, this is perfect. This is like exactly this painting is made for you. And so I. I think that's why that painting has been successful yeah. is because it was, I thought of a space. I thought about how I wanted to feel in my kitchen. And I think most people have actually put that print in their kitchen. Probably. I never told them that it was supposed to go in the kitchen. Makes just the most sense did. Yeah. Yeah. Do lemons mean anything? It was an orange. It was oranges, oh, oranges. but, so was like but I think I'm going to do a, I actually think I'm going to do a lemon one next yes. to put in the kitchen. So pineapples yeah. mean good fortune or good health in a home oh, maybe i'll do a pineapple actually i believe I like that idea because i remember i had a family friend and she had pineapples I think, all over the I house think it's, i actually so the family I used to nanny for she had this thing about lemons she had to have nine lemons in a bowl she's like i know it's weird she's like it's I'm my weird ass she's it. like it's my weird ass and i'm like okay so like i always had to make sure there were nine lemons in the bowl on the on the table this um, will make me have a bowl of nine lemons it was supposed to it's Actually. just supposed to be like good luck good fortune and i love that yeah, yeah maybe that's your next was. project your next series is lemons. yeah you, just, you do nine lemons in a bowl that way it's, i always have nine lemons in a bowl. and you always have it and you already have the title of it too exactly <laughs> i'll have to think about it here you go nine but lemons. i like it Ah, oh, well, guys, I think this has been a good episode. I'm hopefully you guys are feeling less stressed about finances and like you can free yourself up to to create and, you know, not worry about it. I think it'll all it all play out as long as you're doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, everyone. So just just so it and just, just so it. follow us and on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. We appreciate all the follows. We love seeing your your DMs too. We've gotten some like fun responses from you guys and we love hearing what you think of the episode. So feel free to let us know. And also, um, I don't think it was till I, until I started actually doing a podcast that I realized how much reviews mean to me. We would love it. It's free and it means so much to us. So if you have a minute, even just to like 
do five stars, whatever, we'd, we'd appreciate it. So if you have a one star review, DM us first. Yeah, just let us know. We'll, we'll fix it. We'll we are open it. to critique. What is it? Yeah, constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. Um, and also tag us, everyone. Uh, we'd love to see yeah. your artwork. We want to share your artwork with the world too. And if you're ever interested in being a guest artist, we had a great interview with Kat that you've all listened to already. And if you haven't, check it out. Um, and we're looking for guests. So like, if you want to be on, definitely hit us up. Hit we'll, us up. we'll, yeah. If you want to share if you, that you listen to the show on Instagram, that'd be fantastic. And then we'll maybe in return share some of your art on our story. That sounds like a good a good trade. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> awesome. All right. We'll be back on soon, guys.